0: When the moon becomes full, let us gaze up to the stars and find our answers in the darkness. There are so many secrets that Mother Nature has for us. Let's go and find them together. Welcome to this week's episode of The Blessed Journey. I am your host, Adam Barrelet, and really glad to be joining you for another week. And thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I really appreciate that, as well as all of the reviews that you leave on either Spotify or iTunes, Apple iTunes. That really helps to get the word out to other people and to help me with my greater mission of allowing people to fall back in love with the gifts of nature and and how much they can bring into our life as well. This week on the show, we're going to be exploring the full moon, which is happening at the end of the month on the 27th. And if you're a regular listener to the show, you may have heard me talk about this before, but if we have some new people listening, First of all, welcome. Thank you very much for joining us and for trusting me with your time. But I want to talk about the full moon in each of the zodiac signs for just a moment. So we know about the 12 zodiac signs and we probably best know about them from, depending on when you're born throughout the year, that is your governing star sign or your zodiac sign. But the moon throughout the year also travels around the zodiac signs and we have a full moon in different signs throughout the year. And you've probably heard full moon in Leo, full moon in Capricorn, full moon in Cancer, and so on. What that means is that affects the energy that is coming down to Earth. The magical, contemplative, intuitive, uh, revolutionary healing energy that the full moon is sending down. Now, not only does the 12 zodiac signs govern one twelfth of the population, based on when you were born, but they also govern the 12 aspects of life. So, the full moon in February 2021 is in Virgo. So what aspect of life does Virgo govern? Our physical well-being and health. And so this is the ideal time to do any healings, any workings, any meditations, any um, sending out wishes to the universe, whatever it may be, around that aspect of life. And why I really love working with the different zodiac signs and the full moons is it allows us to have a really well-rounded and balanced approach to our life and to our spirituality. Instead of let's just say that you're single and you're trying to find a partner and every full moon you're like hey universe can I have a partner hey universe oh me again hey hey universe can I have a partner can I have a partner now we and we get obsessed with that and we dedicate all our spirituality to that that causes us to be an unbalanced individual but by choosing to work with the aspect of the zodiac sign that the full moon is in, it goes through all the different aspects of life. So last month, we explored Leo, and we're exploring our pleasure and our recreation and our leisure time and actually enjoying life. Virgo being about physical well-being and health, this is what I really would encourage you to explore, and this is what we're going to dive into in this um, show today. Now, I do want to kind of defend for a moment Virgos, Virgos sometimes get a bad rap of being these control freaks, OCD, um, trying to get, you know, like really bossy, must have structure, all that type of thing. Now, it's really interesting with Virgos, they are ruled by Mercury, the planet Mercury, which is about, we we hear about Mercury with Mercury retrograde, but it's about the mind, the intellect, it's constantly, their mind's constantly going. Geminis are also run by Mercury or ruled or governed by Mercury as well. And this relationship actually works quite well because Mercury is about thought and Geminis are an air sign, which is also about thought. So what you'll find is a Gemini mind, and I'm a Gemini, is always tick, 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 ticking, it's always going, they require constant mental stimulation. In fact, if you're trying to seduce a Gemini, you need to seduce their mind, not their body. And that will that's how you catch a Gemini little dating tip there. I didn't plan to put that in the show, but slip that in. Now with Virgos, it can be a bit of a challenge because Virgos are an earth sign. So they really um, honor and work well with that structure, that stability, that kind of um, having everything in order, reliability. They really celebrate this physical aspect, but then they've got this mind that keeps on going. So whereas the Gemini nature is actually to be quite flexible and dance around like the wind, like the air, Virgo being earth sign, they've got this their mind ticking, but they're trying to be grounded all the time. And so I do find it in, in a couple of my Virgo friends and Virgos that I know well, they can keep themselves up at night worrying and ticking, trying to get everything in order in that type of way. You know, I have a bit of a tradition with um, me and my partner catch up with another couple once a week and we normally go and get a bubble tea. It's one thing we're into at the moment. And I love to choose what bubble tea shall I have. I'll have a different one. I haven't tried this one this time. And my Virgo friend, same one every time. Matcha, matcha green tea, bubble tea. That's what he'll have. He likes that structure in that kind of way as well. Now, do we kind of beat up Virgos and go, oh, they're boring because I just wanted everything to be the same? No. The untold story of many Virgos is that they are actually the healers of the zodiac they are the ones that dedicate to they are of service and they want to make everything better for everyone so if we look at the greater vision of why are they such perfectionists why are they clean freaks why are they ocd it's because they're trying to bring everything back into balance and harmony and if they can make everything if they can sort out everything then that's their service to other people so they actually are quite often doing this from a a a really caring point of view However, one of the challenges, sometimes they're thinking about it too much that they write stories in their head, or they think about it, but they don't communicate about it, and they end up doing things for people without actually asking people, what do you need? And they do what they assume that people need in that type of way. And that's where they can sometimes run aground. So not that we're talking about the Virgo star sign today, but I just was called to kind of come to their defense because they do get a bit of a bad rap, but I understand that why they are trying to get everything in order is because they're trying to make everything perfect for everyone. They're trying to heal the world. That's the mission of the Virgos. So let's jump back to our full moon focus. Our full moon focus is our physical health and well-being. And I want you to take a moment just to consider this. Are you, what would you score yourself out of health, good health? Are you healthy? Now, I know lots of people from a full range of, health levels i would say let's say i'm healthy i remember going to stay at a friend's house um, interstate once and i said oh we're on a health kick we got rid of the coca-cola and we're you know we're drinking you know healthy things now we're you know got really quite healthy and that actually switched from drinking coca-cola to deep spring which is a flavored mineral water but it is flavored basically with sugary fruity flavors kind of thing so their idea of moving away from coca-cola to deep spring which is a sugared water again that's a different flavor than a cola they thought they were being healthy and so what i'm going to challenge you on today is okay so whether you think you're unhealthy doing okay or ultra healthy how can you up level that and how can we work with the full moon to allow us to do that in that type of way so what is my plan for today's episode well I'm going to go through what I call my 10 pillars of health. And if you're not driving a car, you may even want to grab a piece of paper or as you're listening on your phone, you know, make some little notes. And I want you to score yourself out of 10 on each of these as we discuss them. I'm going to give you some facts that I've kind of gathered over the years and that I find really quite interesting. And then I'm going to share one crystal and one essential oil that can actually support you in improving this health. So you may give yourself an eight out of 10 for eating, but that means there's two out of 10 that you can actually up-level. And so the invitation with the full moon in Virgo is to up-level our health and how we can do that. So that's the kind of plan for the day. So buckle in. You might be going, oh, physical health, healthy eating, boring. Maybe I'll listen to next week's episode. But... This is something I really want to um, bring home. And it's a challenge that I find with spiritual people is part of our spirituality is honoring our physicality, our physical body and the well-being of our physical body has a massive impact in the experiences we have in life in how we experience life. We know what kind of fun we have at a party if we've only had two hours sleep and we're really, really tired compared to if we're feeling nourished and and vibrant and sociable and all that type of thing. So looking after the physical body, if we're injured, if we don't move, if we're unhealthy, if we don't have the energy, if our hormones are all out, all those type of things that affects our emotionality, our mentality and our spirituality as well. So part of being spiritual is being healthy, physical. And so we're going to use some of the gifts and some tips on how we can up level as well. Now, although I have a background a bit in psychology, a bit in human biology, a bit in um, health sciences, um, today isn't going to be like, okay, this is what you need to do because everyone is different. I'm more encouraging you to take a bit of self-reflection and then go out and explore how can I up-level on these 10 pillars, probably the lowest pillars, and at the end of the episode. I'm going to tie it all nicely together in a beautiful little bow and I'm going to give you a full moon ritual to do on the 27th or around that date whenever you can. Are you ready to dive in? Okay, let's start off with pillar number one of health, body movement. This could be called exercise, it can be called whatever, but do you get your body moving in one way or another? Now, one thing that I think is really important when it comes to body movement is some people love the gym, other people love yoga. Some people just like to go for a walk, whatever that may be. You know when you actually get the heart racing and, you know, the body is actually moving and afterwards and then you start to, you know, you sit down and you have something to eat or something and you just feel invigorated. It actually gets the chi moving through your body, the pranic or the life force moving through your body as well. This is going to help us in a spiritual way because the more energy that flows through you, the more life force going through you the more life force you can actually direct towards your creative visualizations, towards your spell work, towards whatever magic that you want to give. So I would recommend you to look at how often are you getting to that point where you can actually feel your heart picking up pace or where the breath is like you're a little bit like, you know, a little bit out of breath where your body is actually starting to up level in that type of way. Now, You may go for a walk, but if it's just a stroll and you're not really kind of perspiring, which will help with your skin, your heart's not kind of picking up its pace, which will help with your cardiovascular system, your respiratory system's not cleaning out that stale air, and movement will help to flush different toxins out of our muscles and that type of thing, then we're not quite hitting the mark in that type of way. So what would you give yourself out of 10 when it comes to movement, body movement, in whatever way that may be? For me personally, it's a combination of bushwalking, yoga, because I love the flexibility, and I go to F45, which is a, a chain of gyms, and I do weights classes, so for strength and bodybuilding, and I do cardiovascular. So I love to mix all the different ones again. And that's that Gemini nature and that mental stimulation needed. But all those different things really help me. I find if I don't do one of them, you know, I can do lots of weights and, and cardiovascular, but then I start to feel unflexible. Whereas yoga really gives me that flexibility and the yoga really helps with my mind as well. So what's going to work for you? What would you personally, and this isn't about what I would give you out of 10. This is about what you would give yourself out of 10. Could you up level if you had an honest look at yourself? Now, what crystal can help us to up level our health? This is one of my favorite crystals and it's one that doesn't get a lot of attention. It is a little bit rarer and you may have to search a little bit for it. But it's called imperial topaz it's an orange topaz you can definitely find them and imperial topaz really gives a stick ability to that vibrant energy so when you make a resolution of right okay i am going to go to the gym three times a week or i'm going to walk every single morning or whatever you decide to do imperial topaz is a really great crystal to support you in sticking to that that's going to loop back around when we talk about what we're going to do on the full moon. So this is a great one to hold, to program, to go, this is my intention, Crystal. Now, please give me the vitality and the stickability and the motivation and the discipline to actually do that as well. The essential oil I would recommend is patchouli. Now, patchouli is firstly renowned for being this oil that is an aphrodisiac oil and that kind of thing. And I guess, you know, sexual activity gets the heartbeat and the breath going. So that's body movement as well. Um, So that could be a part of exercise. You could commit more to that as well. But patchouli is actually also renowned for helping us to drop into the present and to be aware of our body. It's a great one to aromatically dress in to wear as your natural fragrance when you are exercising, especially in something like yoga or pilates, or, or tai chi, where it's a bit more sm- smooth and slow in that type of way. Patchouli promotes awareness of the body, and every body's body is different, and as we work with patchouli, allows us to tap and go, what does my body need? And that's when I started to work out, because I was doing F45 for a long time, and really enjoying it, but then I started checking with my body, and I was just, I was losing my flexibility, my, my, fitness was going through the roof and my body was growing it was great but I realized I was losing my flexibility and I needed that so working with patchouli diffusing it smelling it wearing it just really helps you drop into your body helps you be aware that oh that knee's not quite right or oh something's not quite right a lot of the time we don't realize how our body is actually feeling but patchouli facilitates that so that's a really good one to pair with the imperial topaz for being aware of body movement and just getting your body moving. Okay, pillar number two, and sticking with this energy of life force and having that energy moving through our body, how much fresh food are you eating? We know that energy changes form. When we eat food, we bring in that life force into our body. And the more we're eating fresh food, as close to nature as possible, the more we are invigorating our body and bringing that life force in. So. I'm sure I'm not the first person to tell you the advantage of eating things like fresh fruit and vegetables, nuts and all that. How much are you eating that is close to nature? Because each time that we process food or cook it or do whatever we do, we're taking some of that life force away on an energetic level. Now, there are some great books. Scott Cunningham has a great one called Wicker in the Kitchen. And it talks about that each food has its energy force, its life force in it. And just like crystals or just like essential oils, some are for love and some are for protection and some are for abundance, foods are as well. And the more alive those foods are, the more goodness that brings into our body as well. So what would you, you know, think about your food and what would you give it? Does it make you feel alive? Does it make you feel light or does it make you feel heavy? Does it have that life force still in it? I remember when we lived in Toronto, we had the luxury of, you know, every weekend, we were working nine to five jobs at that time. And so every weekend, part of it was grocery shopping. We didn't have a lot of friends, so our social life wasn't massive because we'd only just moved to Toronto while we were still meeting people. So we had time to go grocery shopping in markets, and we'd kind of fifth faff around and go and get our food from five different places. And our mission was to buy as little barcodes as possible, because overall what i find is when something has a barcode it starts to get processed somewhere along the line so that could be something to go okay how can we cut down the um barcodes you know a lot of people were doing like meatless mondays or or changing to a more plant-based diet um i do i avoid meat wherever i can purely from the environmental Um, impact that having eating meat has in that type of way again this is not to kind of dictate on what's right and what's wrong everyone's individual you're you're a big boy or a big girl you can make your own choices but what would you give yourself out of 10 are you a 10 out of 10 and you think you're absolutely immaculate or do you think you can up level in that type of way so the crystal that really supports us with the food we take into our bodies and how that nourishes us and how that brings life force and energy in is carnelian carnelian is this vibrant orange crystal it is great to actually put near fresh food and vegetables to help increase its vitality and the life force that we actually are bringing into our body to kind of keep you know obviously as soon as we pick fruit or or vegetables from the ground or from the tree they start to die and the longer we leave that or the more we process it, the more and more it becomes dead and loses its life force or its vibration. Carl Nelian is renowned by keeping it near fresh food to kind of keep that life force going for a little bit longer. It's a bit of a kind of a life support machine until you get it in. It really activates it as well, and it really helps to activate the vital energy in you as well. So this is a really great one for um, to have around, to really have that commitment to eating food that makes you feel vibrant. I know that sometimes eating fatty heavy dense foods makes me feel kind of comfortable but it doesn't make me feel vital and exuberant and how i actually want to feel like when i eat a lot of fruit and a lot of vegetables and that type of thing the essential oil that i would recommend to bring in this intent intention of honoring the body and how the body feels is grapefruit now each of the citrus oils sometimes people group citrus oils together and yes they all have a kind of solar uplifting energy but Grouping citrus oils together is as dangerous as me generalizing about all women. And I know that will get me in trouble as well. So each fruit in the citrus family and each of its oils has a different properties, different energy and so on. Grapefruit is another one about honoring the body. And do you honor your body? Now on a physical level, grapefruit I love. You can mix it with fractionated coconut oil and you can actually rub it over areas you'd like to downsize on your body. And it's renowned for breaking to break down fat tissue and for breaking down cellulite. So that can be one way of honoring your body and getting rid of all that old food and old density around your body because, of course, that's old energy sitting within you and that's going to stop the life force flowing through as well. It's also going to make that physical movement that we talked about before even harder. So grapefruit can really help with that. On a deeper level, grapefruit really helps with honoring the body and realizing that our body is a temple and the vehicle through which we travel along the journey of our life and so it is a really good one for helping to counteract things such as um yo-yo dieting um punishing the body self-harm anorexia bulimia um any of those things on an emotional level now obviously if you are if you are struggling with any eating disorders or eating healthy Go and see professionals that can guide you and support you to make the right decisions in that way. But Grapefruit comes in to realize that at the end of the day, I must honor my body. I'm going to stop punishing my body and I'm going to work with my body and treat it like a temple in that type of way. It's so really powerful in all those things to do with, with the mind and how we look at our body. Remember that the body you have was the body that your soul chose to incarnate in. Have you ever asked your self that the question of why why did i choose this body why did i choose to be really short or why did i choose to have brown eyes or why did i choose to have bad teeth or or any of those types of things why would i why would you have chosen that how can you honor the body you've got rather than disrespect it in that type of way and then how can we honor it by by you know just like a brand new house you know, when we get a brand new house or like a brand new car, I remember when we bought a brand new car two years ago, first brand new car I'd had in a long time, me and Jonathan had decided, right, no eating in the car, we're going to vacuum it out every week and that kind of thing. And that lasted for about a month or two and we're like, oh, starving, hungry, just nip through a drive through we're we going to pull over and no, we haven't got time, okay, we'll just eat in the car. And, you know, that type of thing um, happens and again with our body how can we honor our body as though it's a brand new car or a brand new house without a scratch on it the interesting thing is you know our bodies start off absolutely pristine like this clear body of water like a beautiful pond and through what we expose it through throughout our lives we start to i guess put toxins in it and muddy that water and and food and how we eat can actually help us to cleanse out that instead of putting more rubbish in there as well okay pillar number three and we looked at eating fresh food i want you to consider what how much pure water are you drinking now this is something that really opened my eyes and i'm going to put a bonus podcast not my own podcast but someone else's from someone who really dived into water and what we get from water um you know she did a lot of research about all the fancy machines and alkalized water um and all these other things and she what she came up with some really interesting results. So I'd really encourage you to listen to that if you're not a big water drinker or you're feeling that you're not getting enough out of your water. She was drinking two to three liters a day and still feeling dehydrated, still feeling thirsty, still feeling that she wasn't getting the most out of the water and it was the quality of the water. And to give you a little hint, it wasn't about the pH of the water, it was about the minerals that were in the water or in most water is lacking as well. So my intention is to try and drink water as close to nature as possible. Nature does it best. Now, we know that tap water is obviously goes through a load of processes to even inverted commas, clean it, but also strip it from some of the goodness. Um, I know people play around with the pH of water and that's their thing. Um, But I've also heard arguments on the other side of the fence going that can be quite dangerous um, because our body is not used to drinking that. If we think about us, before modern times, what water were we drinking? At a clean streams and rivers. And this other um, podcast that I'm going to pop in the notes um, really talks about probably the best water you can get is spring water. It's natural, it's clean, and it has all the minerals that we need in it that are vital for our well-being as well. So I've been really conscious of the water that I'm drinking not just how much I'm drinking. It's kind of both of those things. I drink a lot of water. I find popping essential oils in my water helps me to drink my water a lot. But I also try and get spring water where I can. There's some minerals that if your water is deficient in minerals, you can add to it. Dive into that and think about, okay, how much water am I drinking? And am I drinking good quality water? You know, we could drink three liters of Coca-Cola a day, which is going to have a large amount of water in it. So we go, oh, I'm getting my fluid intake for the day. But is it fresh? Is it nourishing? Is it actually making your body feel vibrant? So a really interesting thing to kind of dive into again. Remember, my thing that I find time and time again, I very rarely find an answer that counteracts this, is nature does it best. So how can you get water that is pure from nature, from a pristine place in nature? How would the earth have had it before human put their grubby little fingers in it and interfered in it in somehow or way. Because that's what we've been drinking for generations and generations, and all our ancestors didn't we did really well. And a lot of these common health problems that we have today are part of our our modern day society. So I'm always going back to okay, nature does it best, what can we do? How can we change it in that type of way? So explore that. The crystal that works really well with connecting in with water and your relationship with water is aquamarine aquamarine it's um the crystal most loved by the mer people the merfolk the mermaids and the mer men they are the gatekeepers of water they are the cleanse of the water the wisdom of water and our relationship with water so really have a look at what water you're drinking and is it really serving your body and check in and you can even go into meditation with an aquamarine and go The water that I'm drinking, what's right for me in that type of way? Um, how much water should we be drinking? You hear lots of different um thing like numbers and one and you know, figures thrown around. I find the one that I relate to the most, because I normally say the average person should have two litres a day or two and a half litres a day. I'm not average, you're not average. We're both above average, surely. But you know. But one really good one was a glass per seven kilos of body weight. So based on your size, do your maths and work out how many glasses you should be having a day. Aquamarine is really good for that. Now, if you struggle to drink pure, straight, natural water, because you're like, oh, it's boring or it doesn't have a taste. This is where doTERRA essential oils are absolutely amazing. There is a whole range of them that we can use to actually flavor our water. Now, sometimes you'll hear flare-ups of, oh, you shouldn't be ingesting essential oils. I'm yet to find anyone to send me research that has shown that you cannot. And I know we've all drunk some Coca-Cola before. And in Coca-Cola, there are about six different essential oils as well. So I have been ingesting oils for the last six years by popping one drop in my glass of water each time. And I drink several glasses a day, um, up to eight. I would have a different oil in each one, most of them citruses, but also juniper berry, pink pepper, um, cinnamon, cassia, ginger, peppermint, spearmint, whole range of different ones just to keep it really interesting. And so that helps as well. Plus, especially with all our citrus oils, they are high in something called limonene. Now, limonene is an antioxidant. It's anti-inflammatory. It's boosting our immune system. And has so many other benefits as well. Really good for stress even. And just fighting off any other diseases. So I absolutely love oils that are high in limonene. And grapefruit and tangerine have something like, I think it's around 99% limonene. It's like through the roof, kind of thing. So that's the oil that I'm recommending for just pop a drop in there. And really help to, you know, flavor your water in that type of way. Okay, on to pillar number four. Clean air what would you give yourself out of 10 for breathing clean air? Now this kind of has two parts to it as well. How deeply do you breathe? Are you filling all of your lungs, their full capacity? And what is the air quality? So it's small things I do. I'm blessed to live surrounded by trees. I'm in a rather kind of, you know, not a metropolitan area. So I, as I look at my window, all I can see is trees. So I've got Really quality air, not a highly polluted air in that type of way. I also have all the windows open in my house pretty much full time, except on extremely cold and extremely hot days. I avoid air conditioning as much as I can, so I'm getting that fresh, beautiful, circulating air around the room. Another thing I do is I'm very conscious of how deeply I'm breathing. And one practice I've just implemented into my life is red lights. Red lights are my reminder. (sighs) to take a deep breath. So obviously we want to be getting good oxygen into our body because that is you know, the life force of our body. But we also remember that how we breathe communicates to the rest of our body how we're doing. Think about when you're angry, sad, scared, worried, anxious, whatever it may be. What happens to our breathing? It constricts, it shortens. And what's what happens when we're when we're having a freak out, what do people say? It's all right, it's all right. just breathe. And so breathing doesn't just help to get the oxygen in and the carbon dioxide out. On a deeper level, it also helps us connect to the trees as we become aware of our breath, dancing with the plants and the trees around us. But it also communicates to the rest of the body how we're doing. The shorter you breathe, the more we stress our body out. And that can even start to throw out different hormones being released and things like that. So how good is your breath and how clean is the air that you're breathing in? Now, energetically, lapis lazuli is renowned for helping to clean the air. So having lapis lazuli around and popping it in houseplants can be really, really beneficial for helping to energetically cleanse the air. Now, another great thing to do with your lapis lazuli and to help to cleanse the air is bring different houseplants into your house This is going to be great for connection with nature, which we're going to talk about after the break as well. But there are the plants will obviously be taking in carbon dioxide and breathing out oxygen that we need to oxygenate the air and and some plants are natural air purifiers. So they act like sponges and they soak up toxic chemicals found in paints in fabric, cigarettes, cleaning products and all those different things as well. So NASA did a study and this is their top 10 list of plants to have around your home. For that kind of air purifying energy. So peace lilies, golden pothos, English ivy, chrysanthemums, gerbera daisies, mother-in-law's tongue, bamboo palm, azalea, red-edged dracaena, and spider plants. So they're top 10. So any of them, but I think the more plants that you can get inside, the better. And if you can get a few of them around, that's going to really help as well. Put a lapis lazuli in there and that's going to energetically help to cleanse the air as well so you're working on that kind of intention in that way when it comes to essential oils this is where eucalyptus is amazing eucalyptus is high in something called eucalyptol also sometimes referred to as one eight and whereas basically each component like limonene which is also found in essential oils limonene helps with immunity and anti-inflammatory and stress and all that and kind of has a nice calming soothing rebalancing energy Eucalyptol is really good for supporting the respiratory system to function properly. That's why we think of eucalyptus and ah, deep breath. So diffusing the eucalyptus helps to freshen the air, helps you to breathe easier. My favourite way to use eucalyptus is each morning when I get up and I go to have my morning shower. I'll pop about three drops of eucalyptus oil. There's a little tile ledge in my shower, so the water doesn't hit there. So I don't put it where the water hits, just above that, but the steam picks it up. And so each morning I get this beautiful steam bath and I'm breathing this in of this eucalyptus vapored air, which really supports my respiratory system as well. So this is how we can bring eucalyptus in to really support us and remind us about the importance of our breath. Eucalyptus is a great one. Just pop a drop on your hands, on the palm of your hands, rub your hands together, hold that over your face, cup them over your face and just breathe that in and take those deep breaths and really feel that magical i guess respiratory support in that kind of way other oils that can be good uh, raven sara and laurel leaf are amazing as well but eucalyptus would definitely be my favorite right pillar number five time in nature and this is something that i'm really fascinated about and if you're going to bear with me for 2021 i'm actually looking at doing some Um, qualified study in something called forest bathing or shinrin-yoku now shinrin-yoku is the japanese study of the benefits of spending time in nature and you know we all know that when we go outside when we get into a park when we go for a walk through the bush or a forest we feel so 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 much better and so a few decades ago starting in japan and then spreading around the world research began to find out okay so why do we feel better is something actually happening, what's happening, and what is that kind of thing. And that was kind of the birth of Shinrin-yoku. Now the benefits that have been found out of Shinrin-yoku are absolutely amazing. It helps reduce blood pressure, lower stress, it improves cardiovascular and metabolic health, lowers blood sugar levels, improves concentration and memory, lifts depression, improves pain thresholds, improves energy, boosts the immune system, increases anti-cancer protein production, helps you lose weight, helps you overcome creative blocks and helps you sleep better at night. Now that sounds blooming awesome, doesn't it? So then why does this work? And what they actually found was when you go walking through the bush or through the forest, the plants and the major big trees, especially the conifer trees in the Northern Hemisphere and the eucalypts in the Southern Hemisphere, they release different things into the air. These things are called phytoncides and we breathe them in and they have healing effects on our body to bring us back to our natural balance. Now, as I was reading and doing some research and I found this amazing book by Dr. Quing Lee um, about forest bathing and he's talking about, okay, and some of these phytoncides are alpha-pinene and beta-pinene and D-limonene and camphene. And as I'm reading through this list, I'm like, they're found in essential oils. And then as I'm going through the book more, he's actually going, when you can't get out nature, start diffusing essential oils around your house, and you're gonna get a batch of nature that way as well. But as we know, nature does it best and using essential oils is, you know, in our home is is a backup, a really great backup because we can't spend all the time out in nature. Remember, again, we grew up before we were building houses and that type of thing, we grew up amongst the trees. That's what we're used to, that's what It's how we work into the cycle of life. And so, how much time do you spend out in nature? Because just walking slowly through the bush, this doesn't necessarily have to be that cardiovascular. You can pair them together. Just taking time to slowly absorb a good dose of nature. It can be really great for the healing of the body as well. In the book, there's lots of research, but it's a really easy book to read as well. This book called Forest Bathing I'm referring to they did a study where there was this hospital one side of the hospital the windows faced a forest the other side of the hospital the rooms faced a brick wall and they kept noticing that the people on the side that faced the forest needed less medication for pain they reported less pain and they're checking out quicker compared to the other people and that's again the healing effects of nature in that type of way so how much nature time are you getting how much shinrin yoku are you getting How much connection with the earth? You know, as I spend more time in earth, I actually feel more comfortable more safe there. Um, There is an animism approach that explains that as humans, we fail to see that everything has a life force or a soul. And we often go, well, there's humans, and there's no humans around, I'm lonely. But animism teaches us that not only do we have a soul, but all the animals have a soul. And all the plants have a soul. And all the minerals and rocks and crystals have a soul. And trees and mountains and rivers, they all have a soul. And so even if you're in the middle of nature all by yourself, you can't be lonely. Because you're surrounded by other beings. Just that we haven't often opened our awareness to these beings having a life force or personality or character. Now probably in animals we see, we may have pets and we see their personalities. But have you seen or learnt, or opened up to finding the personalities of the plants. In my show here, we talk about essential oils and how they each have different energies. That's part of their personality. And so getting out in nature can deepen our connection and not only, you know, all these great things by breathing in these sides, but also help with loneliness as well as we feel a deeper connection to the planet upon which we are. The crystal that really helps deepen our connection to Mother Gaia, to Mother Earth, is chrysocola. It's a beautiful copper-based, bluey-green crystal. It really helps you to feel, it really helps with the relief of emotional pain and hurt and things that are kind of, you know, think about when you go for a walk out in the nature and you've got something that you're worrying about and how everything ah, just falls into perspective piscicola really helps with that release as well so it really helps you to connect with mother gaia as well the essential oil that pairs really well with this is marjoram now marjoram is associated with commitment and connection it's associated with aphrodite and one of her sons known as hymen and he was um, the god of marriage so anyone who has commitment issues or can't commit or connect to another individual marjoram really supports and strengthens that ability but it is also sacred to Gaia. Marjoram is sacred to Gaia and allows you again to connect with the heartbeat of Mother Earth. A beautiful thing to do is get your marjoram essential oil and anoint that over your heart and go sit outside or go for that walk in nature. Go for a bit of forest bathing, a bit of Shinrin-yoku and really start to feel that connection to the Earth. So those are five of the pillars so far. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to dive back into the other five And then we're going to wrap up with how to bring this all together for the full moon ritual at the end. You're listening to The Blessed Journey with Adam Barrele. You're listening to The Blessed Journey with Adam Barrele. Today we're looking based on the idea that coming up is the full moon in Virgo. And this is a great time to explore and make upgrades and optimize our physical well-being and honoring our physical body. So I'm toying around with different ideas to contemplate and things about your physical well-being that you might want to see if you can up-level, and offering different crystals and essential oils that will support in one way or another, normally on that energetic or more of a spiritual way as you set these intentions, because we know that the full moon is a very energetically heightened time. So we've already looked at how much are you moving your body, how fresh is the food you're eating, how pure is the water that you're drinking, how clean is the air you're breathing, And how much time are you spending in nature for a bit of shinrin-yoku, a bit of forest bathing. And I will recap the crystals and the essential oils at the end of the show as well. Pillar number six, sunlight. Sunlight is vital. And one thing that stuck in my brain from an interview I heard on the ABC, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation radio station years ago now, is that more Australians die or have health complications due to lack of sun exposure compared to over sun exposure now here in australia our sun is rather harsh the ozone layer hole is kind of above us and i know many europeans and my american partner when they come here and they go out to the beach for the first time and they end up getting burnt to look like a red lobster because the sun is so harsh here and we've kind of been what's been bred into us so that we are sun smart is that we we're almost scared of the sun Having sunlight exposure is amazing for our skin and that production of vitamin D. But I'm not just talking about getting out in the sun, which I would encourage you to do, but I'm also talking about exposure to natural light. And this is talking about our circadian cycles or rhythms of our body, our waking and sleeping. And some interesting studies have been found that you know people that stay inside with like the curtains closed all the time, they have problems sleeping at night because they're they're losing the connection to that natural cycle in our body and so how much natural light do you have around again i have all the blinds up all the time in our bedroom they're actually open and so when the sun comes up if we're if that wakes us up then we're meant to be up at that time and at night then how much can we reduce the amount of light that we're being exposed to how many lights can you turn off Can you get rid of some of that blue light and bring more kind of dull lights in? Candlelight is absolutely amazing. Um, Getting off the screen time, all those different things to help your body. Again, if you're really committed to tuning into nature more, then start relying on the natural source of light, which is the sun, and stop relying on artificial types as much as possible. Now, I'm not saying when the sun goes down between five and seven o'clock, depending on what season we're in, that I, you know, Plunge the house into darkness, some lights go in, but I try to help me also get a better night's sleep. I also try to reduce the amount of sunlight, oh, sorry, the amount of lights that I have on to kind of just sedate the body, sedate the mind, calm down, so that when I am ready for bed, that helps as well. Of course, make sure you've got enough light on so you don't damage your eyes, so you can read properly and you do know, knock into things, but hopefully you're getting my gist. And it can be really nourishing to get out and get a bit of sunlight in the morning, Take a quick break in the middle of the day, in the evening. That's going to be amazing for us as well. To help you connect with the sunlight and to even help with things like SAD, seasonal affective disorder, where you're getting a lack of sun in different parts of the world. I know, you know, in the northern hemisphere right now, there's a a lot of cold weather, a lot of snow, a lot of cloudiness and not a lot of sun. Sunstone. It's a great crystal way to bring that solar energy kind of into your life, that awareness of the sun, that honouring of the sun, that respect for the sun, that to work in harmony with the sun. As aquamarine is renowned for helping us work in harmony with water, it's a great one if you're going boating or swimming to make sure that you don't make any silly choices with water. Sunstone allows us to do the same with the sun. Sunstone will help us to appreciate the sun, get out in the sun, enjoy the sun, but again, not be silly and end up getting burnt to a crisp in that type of way. So, open your windows, lift your blinds, have that natural light coming in, and be aware of when the sun's setting and what happens. You know, there are settings on different phones, on my smartphone, that as the sun sets, it switches to a dark mode, so I'm getting less blue light. All those types of things can be really great as well. To connect with the energy of the sun, probably the oil that has the closest energy to the sun, I find, is lemon oil. So, lemon oil, I actually start my day when I get up in the morning with a drop of lemon in water. That's my first exposure to lemon throughout the day but if you need to connect with that solar brilliance lemon really helps us to do that see lemon like the sun has two effects lemon is very detoxing it helps to get rid of the darkness in our lives the density in our lives on all different levels physical through the way the spiritual as the sun wherever the sun is shining there can be no darkness it's only where the sun is not that's where we see the shadow And lemon essential oil helps to bring out our natural brilliance. It helps us to shine. It helps us to feel confident. It casts away all those fears, doubts, disbeliefs, bad scripting, all those things we've been telling ourselves that hold us back and helps us to be really brave. When I actually think of the energy of lemon, I actually think of being stuck in a room for a long time and then suddenly someone grabbing the blinds on the windows and opening them up and the sun coming blaring in especially like if you've been sick for a while and it's that new life and new light coming in that's exactly the energy of lemon so it really helps you to connect with the energy of the sun our next pillar we were talking about sunlight what's the other source of light we get there's moonlight as well and being aware of the moon has amazing um benefits for us in many different levels now, it has been found that we do get a bit of vitamin D from the moon as well. It also helps with nitric oxide, which helps to lower blood pressure. Some small studies have found that moonlight has allowed um, us to help with um, anxiety to go down. We know that the moon actually helps with our um, intuition. Plus, obviously, did you know? It's one of my fascinating facts I have stacked in my brain and I drag out occasionally. That before the advent of electricity, women's menstrual cycles were all in alignment with the cycle of the moon. Now, there's no need to message me or email me on your own personal cycle, but if you think about your cycle, is your cycle about 28 and a bit days? Or has it come out? And that's just one simple way of going, how much am I out of alignment with the cycles and the dance of nature? And so being aware of the moon moon bathing, moon gazing, all these different things have been found to be quite beneficial for helping us connect. The other beautiful thing about the moon is obviously it has that real peacefulness and allows us to slow down or stop and has that real magical effect as well. So I'd really encourage you to, again, have exposure to the moon, get out under the moon, especially around the full moon. And one of the other reasons I have my blinds up every night is that we can actually see the moon especially when it's full coming across and that shines onto the bed as we sleep at night as well so remember that before we lived in the houses our ancestors way back would sleep under the stars they would have that alignment and the body does take this subtle kind of cueing from the position of the stars the dance of the stars where the moon is and that type of thing and that can be impacted and shown through your menstrual cycle it can be also shown that we know that the moon affects the tides and we are a large portion of water as well so being aware of that is to help you reconnect with um nature and can help to bring overall i think more um peace and harmony with life in general and the cycles of nature so whereas sunstone is great for aligning with the sun moonstone rainbow moonstone especially a white moonstone is absolutely amazing for connecting with the moon the essential oil is jasmine jasmine is any white flower that gifts us an essential oil so other ones would include things like neroli magnolia although magnolia fine works really well with the new moon Um, you've got things like gardenia tuberose all these are really great for helping us connect with the magic of the moon but jasmine is i find quite euphoric it's got that star-like shape in the flower it blossoms at night it has a really nice way of connecting with that magical energy of the moon and bringing that alignment in. Also, when there is a full moon, working with Jasmine helps you to work with the energy of the full moon and amplify the energies that are around rather than, you know, be impacted by them in that way. So are you getting enough sunlight, moonlight and a bit of starlight as well? Okay, a nice basic easy one, but so many people struggle with this. Quality sleep. Not just quantity, but also quality how good is this i don't need to tell you why sleep is important so important in so many different ways but also this is for our mental health this is when our brain and our conscious brain shuts up it's when we actually our memory is based on how much sleep we get we actually kind of file everything away and this is when we dream this is when we can get messages this can be great for our spiritual development as well and you know if you're not dreaming putting oils like juniper berry or vetiver, or marjoram, or blue lotus, or oak moss, or buddha wood on the soles of your feet, I find really help to enhance your dreaming and give you more, um, can help with night terrors and alleviate them, but can give you more pleasant dreams that can actually give you guidance as well. So look at your sleep. What would you give yourself out of 10 hours of sleep? What, what are some simple things you can do to improve that? You know, look at your pillow, look at your, your mattress, look at your sleep hygiene, look at the temperature of your room, look at how much screen time you've got beforehand. A lot of people I find when they try and go to sleep, they go, 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 stop. And that's where they try and go to sleep. How can you start to wind yourself down? And that's that working with the sunlight, dimming the lights, cutting down screen time. You know, all those different things. And I'm really conscious if I actually start putting... Things such as lavender essential oil, which is my essential oil for sleep. It's a good old 101 one. You can go, you know, marjoram essential oil, cedarwood, sandalwood, um, vetiver is amazing. Langlang is good. Roman chamomile is good. All those oils will really help you to, you know, get a good night's sleep. But just start with lavender. Now, some people I know have reactions to lavender. If you've had reactions to lavender, my bet is it wasn't actually lavender. 80% of lavender sold in the market isn't real from the plant it's manufactured in a laboratory and you can label essential oils whatever you want there's no legislation around the world governing because it's just a fragrance so if you've had issues with lavender try doTERIUS lavender or try one of the other oils that I've mentioned as well but don't pop this in your diffuser as you go to bed pop this in about an hour or two beforehand and do this if you've got children as well it starts to signal to the body we're going down everything in nature ebbs and flows. If we think about the tides, if we think about the seasons, they don't suddenly. We don't wake up one day and it's forty degrees Celsius, and then wake up the next day and it's snowing. We see see a slight transition from one season to the next. Yes, because of how humans are affecting the climate at the moment, it is a bit more erratic. But I remember when I was younger, that transition was really beautiful and could almost be mapped. And we want to work like that as well. We want to have our summer during the day. And then transition in the evening through to our autumn and then into our winter where we become still at night. So lavender is great and a beautiful crystal to pair with lavender to create that blissful slowing down energy is amethyst. For many of us, including myself, amethyst, if it wasn't the first, is one of the first crystals that we buy. And when we buy our first amethyst, it's almost as though we say to ourselves there's more to this life than this rat race. It's running around and trying to keep up with everyone else and I just want to stop. I want to slow down. And I just want to see what else there is. And Levin, uh, and amethyst almost encourages you to do that. So having that around at night can really help. In meditation, can just help you to slow down. So these two really help to support your sleep and improving your sleep. Okay, number nine, grounding or earthing. And what I mean by this is actually getting, ideally, your bare feet on the bare earth. Not only is this going to enhance on a deeper level your connection to the earth, but there has actually been some really interesting studies that have shown that it's helped with things like blood flow, reduction in pain, uh, reduction in cortisol levels, which is another stress hormone, Um, all these different things because basically there's this exchange, this subtle electric current exchange between you and the earth and that helps it, again, bring you into balance. So basically take your shoes off, go outside, just stand on earth, grass, sand, whatever you can. And ideally you wanna have two points of contact to create that kind of electrical circuit. Um, So basically you wanna either lay down um, or have both feet on the ground, not just one in that type of way. And do that for about 20 minutes every day. That's the ideal type of thing. So this can be really quite beneficial um, for that exchange. Now, obviously we can't always be barefoot, but wearing leather shoes, still allows that exchange of that electrical current through you and the earth whereas rubber sole shoes stops that so you could even look at your footwear to help with your grounding or your earthing as well on an energetic level smoking quartz is a really good one for connection to the earth it allows us to slow down stop feel that connection with the earth as well and the essential oil that for me smells just like the moist earth is vetiver and so vetiver is going to be a really great one for you to really become still, feel grounded, feel steady, focus the mind, all those different types of things as well. So our last pillar is kind of instead We've been talking about bringing a lot of things into our life, but let's talk a little bit about taking things out. And this is basically decluttering. The Japanese call it motainai. And this is basically a term that is the four R's altogether. Reducing, reusing, recycling, and respect and just eliminating different things out of our lives. Now, this is a whole range of different things. We know that there are so many toxins in our home. Uh, Plastics, petrochemicals, the things we put on our bodies, and all these kind of uh, drag down our body, and our body has to work. You know, I use that analogy of it being a pristine pool of water at birth, and then we muddy that water throughout our lives, and all the different things. The average woman, is exposed to 127 different toxic chemicals before her morning coffee. Where do they come from? They come from what's cleaned the house. They've come from what you put on your body when you've cleaned yourself and beautified yourself. But they also come from petrochemicals and plastics. So as as I look around the room now, I've got a desk in front of me. It's a wood desk, but it's varnished. That's a petrochemical. I'm looking at the diffuser and the pen that's on my desk. Both are made out of plastic plastic components on the laptop that i'm recording into i can see the foam on the microphone that i'm talking into that's a petrochemical this floor carpets are sprayed slate they're protected with petrochemicals the clothes that you're wearing are sprayed with petrochemicals so the colors don't run paint on the walls the cars that we drive all those different things the amount we're becoming more and more reliant on plastics every year there's a really great book called slow death by rubber duck which talks about you know we so comfortable having plastics around but they're actually bad for us in different ways so eliminating plastics can be really good but also just decluttering our lives how much rubbish do you have around your house that you don't need to have it collects dust which affects our breathing but also the state of your home is often the state of your mind feng shui wise says that we must have a free flow of energy around the space And so having a nice free flow of energy is really, really important for that pranic energy and that life force as well. It also stops those stress levels, which will have bad impact on our physical body, because each time we look at different things, does it bring us joy? You know, we know, good old Marie Kondo, that if it doesn't bring you joy, get rid of it. She declutters and she organizes. Now, I'm a stickler for everything has a spot in my house which comes to heads with me and my partner. Because I know if I can't find the keys, well, there's only one spot the keys should be because that's where I put them all the time. Um, If everything's in its spot, it just makes life easier. It flows through and it reduces stress. It's not about being anal, about it must be a certain way and trying to control it. It's just allowing things to flow freely. And so what can you remove from your life? What can you declutter? How can you get rid of some toxic things and bring in some more natural and healthy things? And... Even physical things. And as we reduce, reuse, recycle, we show respect for the earth. And we become one with the earth a bit more. And this is going to help that, again, all these pillars are based around reconnecting us back with nature. And this is a really powerful thing to do. The crystal that actually helps to facilitate decluttering is Prenite. Prenite allows you to declutter things that do not serve you and to remove them from your house on all levels, on a mental level and a physical level. So if you know that you're a bit of a hoarder, you need to declutter, start working a pre-night. It'll really support you in that way. Another thing that we can bring in, a gift from nature that will help us with decluttering, is lemon eucalyptus, also known as lemon-scented gum. Now, this beautiful Australian native essential oil, part of the eucalyptus family, but instead of having that normal familiar eucalyptus aroma, has a lemon, a really sweet lemon aroma. Again, all the eucalyptuses help us open up. They create space or they create breadth in our life. Um, But the lemon aspect of it brings that joy. So how can you create space in your life and more room for happiness? So that really kind of ties in beautifully with that Marie Kondo idea of if it doesn't bring you joy, if it doesn't bring beauty into your home, then, then get rid of it. Get it out of there in that type of way. So this can really help and... The eucalyptus is are all great energy clearers and space clearers and that type of thing. So this can be a really powerful way of helping to energetically get rid of the clutter out of your life. So let me recap over those 10 pillars really, really quickly. And I want you to, as we've been going through, you may have given your score out of 10 for each of them. And what I want you to do is I want you to pick three. What are the three that you reckon you can up level on? Now, this doesn't mean that you're broken and you need to fix stuff you are where you are but it is natural human nature and if we are not growing we are decaying so how can we grow how can we improve so these are the 10 pillars body movement supported by imperial topaz and patchouli fresh food supported by carnelian and grapefruit pure water supported by aquamarine and tangerine clean air supported by lapis lazuli and eucalyptus time in nature a bit of shinrin yaku forest bathing supported by chrysocola and marjoram sunlight supported by sunstone and lemon moonlight supported by moonstone and jasmine quality sleep supported by amethyst and lavender grounding or earthing supported by smoky quartz and vetiver And decluttering, or detoxing, or motini, supported by prenite and lemon eucalyptus. So let's tie this all up in that beautiful bow that I referred to before. So on the full moon, on the 27th of February, the energy is on in Virgo. And so Virgo is about how can we improve and work on our physical well-being. So I want you to pick those three different things. And what I would encourage you to do is choose to so get those three oils linked to the three that you want to work with. So let's just say that you're going to work on um, better breathing and clean air. You're going to work on moonlight and you're going to work on grounding. So then use those three oils for your personal anchoring blend for improving your health. So the clean air is eucalyptus, the moonlight is jasmine and the grounding is vetiver. So you can smell all those bottles, hold them at the same level And if there's one dominating, maybe move it down. If you want more of one, move it up above your nose. And then whichever one is closest to your nose, when you get the perfect blend of the three, put more drops of that in and less of the ones that are further away. Now you can diffuse them over the full moon. You can also make a rollerball. And when you feel that you're lagging or you need to kind of anchor back to how you really want to be with these goals of your physical being, you can roll the rollerball on and smell it and go back. So what I'd recommend on the full moon night is actually make that blend, smell that blend, and visualize you doing those three things and really focusing on them in that way. With the crystals, get those three crystals. And if you can't find those three crystals, find something close in color or something that feels right to you. Sit out under the stars and the full moon when the full moon comes up and just set an intention to think about those three things either all together or one by one, and see yourself doing them. And not only see it, but experience it. So engage all your five senses. See yourself doing that. What can you smell as you do that? What can you taste maybe as you do that? What can you hear and what do you feel outside of your body and within your body? And send that energy into those three crystals. And then put those crystals in a little bag or a little carry case or something and carry them with you for the next 14 days until the new moon that intention of I'm going to look for opportunities to improve my health and to do this in a way that is pleasurable and in alignment with you. And those crystals will hold that vibration, even when you're not thinking about it, to bring that awareness to you as well. So you've got those three crystals and those three essential oils. If you want as well, you can also grab a candle, a green candle and program that and burn the candle each day as a bit of enlightenment and to help facilitate that transformation as well. So that is what I recommend for this full moon please drop me a line and let me know what you thought whether you picked your three, how you went on the full moon it's always lovely to get the feedback in in that kind of way and work out what what you'd like to up level in that type of way so thank you so much for joining me this week on the blessed journey hope that that's been kind of insightful and eye-opening and some of my little fascinating facts that I've thrown in there of giving you some trivia that you can share with your friends and family and that type of thing enjoy the amazing full moon in the coming weekend and I look forward to joining you next week. Thank you so much for joining me on the blessed journey today. I hope what we've explored has helped to ignite a light within you so you may shine a little bit brighter out in the world. Feel free to subscribe so you get notified of future episodes and I love receiving your five-star reviews and reading your comments. Until the next episode, check me out on social media. Go to adambarillet.com. Find me under Adam Barillet at YouTube and Instagram, as well as Crystal Connections with Adam Barillet on Facebook. I look forward to joining you again soon. Blessed be.